0: That is the sound of a course not arizona tonight we're going oh. fourth banquet because it is celebration time here at casual Die Hard podcast uh i'm jesse from the internet uh we'll go uh with the most regular uh co-host here brit from the internet is here brit how are you
1: i'm good i'm good it's nice to get a little off schedule for me and get a yeah. crowd it's fun
0: yeah, so you got that going. Also, first time in a while, Crystal's here. Crystal, from the internet, how are you?
2: Hello. Um, I just want to say that your face startled me because it is <laughs> not as hairy. Um, <laughs> it, I didn't recognize you.
0: It was previously hairy, and then uh, about a week ago, I chopped <laughs> it all off. And it's regrown some, but I would like it to... I would like it to not regrow. Like that's really the reason that I grow a beard in the first place is cause I don't like the shaving. Um, and if I'm going to have to deal with, um, you know, having it, I certainly don't want to be in the business of maintaining it, which, you know, some would say lazy, slovenly. Um, I would say, uh, <laughs> male privilege in this case. um, um, but aren't those yeah. really the same thing? <laughs> yes. Uh, but in this case, I'm going to recognize it and uh, embrace it because, you know, it's the face that I have and the <laughs> hair that grows on it.
2: You're stuck with
0: it. Uh, the uh, This is the first time that, that Anna from the Internet has been here and the first time that we have uh, met. Although you did see me at one point uh, also... With a hairy face uh, this summer. we were. You know uh, what?
3: I, we haven't been formally introduced. But I feel true. like we've seen each other at Barclays before.
0: Yes. Yes, we saw each other. Um, I, I remember messaging you. You were in you, hey. front of
3: me with your child
0: mm-hmm. uh,
3: in the security line one time. And I didn't recognize you, but you recognized me. And you messaged me on Twitter. And you said I was the guy making weird jokes to my little kid in front of you in the security line. um so i have met i have seen jesse at a liberty game or two but i haven't actually met jesse yeah
0: well here we are and we will we will remedy that uh in-person situation soon as well i cannot say the same for soonness about uh susie from the internet but have we ever met in person in person feels like we should have but i don't think we have
4: i don't think so i don't think we have also please call me by my full christian internet name at the susie hunter my goodness like what are we doing here
0: it's uh like its name g- <laughs> generally here on on casual diehard it is first name from the internet but yes be <laughs> susie hunter from the internet
4: i'm a brand uh, I'm not a person like my goodness
0: We're going to ask you to be part of the business, and that's uh, that's important because we need to find a way to make money because Arizona Ice Tea is not sponsoring us. Coors Beer uh, is not sponsoring us. They do sponsor some podcasts that I listen to, so uh, Coors, Gold, Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Uh, Made to Chill is the slogan for Coors Light. I don't know what the slogan for Coors Banquet is. Uh, send me the copy, and I will read it on the air. But uh, I have the course for two-fold reasons uh, this evening. One is uh, we're going to talk Hall of Fame, and Todd Helton got in and blah, 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 blah. We'll get to that. Um, but Susie, you went to the Coors Field garage sale, and, and I need to know uh, if they still have any, like, Jamie Carroll merch. Uh, oh, my oh, my God. Oh, my god! because that's my favorite player.
4: I mean, listen, this was... This was a, I called it a hoarder's paradise because there was just mm-hmm. so much yeah. stuff. Like if this was like in my parents' attic, I would be like, why do we still have this? Because like <laughs> there's like all this old signage <laughs> from tours for over the years. And of course like things fade, they get wore down in the weather, so they take them down. I didn't know they kept all that stuff. They're selling this <laughs> at the garage sale. So there's oh like this goodness. faded as heck banner for like Nolan Arenado's uh gold glove in 2019. I was like, why, why, why keep this? Like, it's so crazy. Uh, but people were walking down the street with some crazy memorabilia.
0: What was the craziest thing you saw somebody actually buy?
4: Okay, actually, this was the craziest thing I saw. So there are just these giant, like huge, like bigger than my arm span, like letters that spell out Colorado Rockies. And it looks like it's like a metal thing. Uh but I did see someone walking down the street with the L in Colorado. Ah, and oh, I was okay. like, yes, we've had such a rough that season. L. Right. So that L out of here. <laughs> Taking me.
0: Hey,
3: <laughs> so it's like the, the Hollywood sign, but for the Colorado Rockies. Yes,
4: essentially. So I don't Incredible. know if that was in the park. Um, Or what people are going to do with those individual letters when they get home. But it was pretty wild. But, like, it was also a treat seeing all of the different lineup photos for just the most random Rockies. We were like, oh, yeah. I remember him.
3: Remember some guys.
0: (laughs) I do have a letter in my home. um, And it is marginally baseball related um, the building where the Dodgers had their headquarters at the time that they signed Jackie Robinson um, in, in Brooklyn um, was a bank. It was Crossland Savings Bank uh, by the time that I was growing up. And when Crossland became whatever was after Crossland, they were taking the letters down and I was to asking the construction workers, hey, what are you guys going to do with these? And they're like, nothing, trash. So I have an S to this day uh, from the 1940s Brooklyn Dodgers headquarters turned Crossland Savings Bank turned... Uh, think think it's a TD bank now? Uh, but I got the S. Uh, it's uh, proudly hanging. Uh, in, what are you going to
4: do with all that savings? S? <laughs> <laughs>
0: there you go
1: I I respect the Rockies commitment to just be like no this is we're just going to have a like we're just going to fully have a garage sale like we're not going to try and like market it as anything else because the Giants I don't know if they're I don't know if and how they're still going to do this but because they reconfigured how FanFest works but in previous years what they would do is they would always have, like, the community foundation, like the, you know, the charity arm, would sell the most <laughs> random stuff at FanFest. Yeah. Um, and some years they they did have, like, some full-on signs. A friend of mine um got, like, a full-on, I want to say it was Brandon Crawford, like, one of the ones that, like, hangs from a light post, like... Within you know a half half a mile of the stadium, or whatever, where they hang along the way, yeah. like I, I, multiple times, life size. Like this thing is huge. Um, but they also just sell like the weirdest stuff. But what they also do giveaways though, and there's always a couple of games that are like the preseason exhibition games against the A's, and that's their real like we are we are digging out the back of the closet game and my my pride and joy (laughs) is that i got a pair of dusty baker wristbands at that game oh wow in in like 2014 maybe like long long past the point when that was like a relevant (laughs) giveaway where they were just like that was in the back of some storage closet and they were like ah shit these are still here I just like trotted them out one, uh, one game, and it's they're hysterical games anyway because they're also the ones where the tickets are like seven dollars,
4: mm. because
1: they don't count. And it's like, but like if you really like the guy who's gonna be like the twenty seventh person on the roster, they're great because like they haven't sent everybody home from from camp yet,
4: <laughs>
1: so there's always like the three or four people who are like kind of on the fringe. Mm-hmm. Who are gonna have to have their car like pulled off the truck? Oh boy, in Arizona, it's so depressing. Yeah, but on the it, way like, up. Yeah, for <laughs> obvious reasons, though. I love that game because I have terrible taste in baseball players. Um, so I I love it because I also have hoarder tendencies. So it's like great you, prospect you're gonna, hoarder. Yes, yes. You're, I'm like you're gonna give me um, Dusty Baker wristbands and then let me watch. Uh, a
3: career backup catcher at best. I am absolutely. I'm there. One thing I know about you from being on the internet, Brit, is that you love a quadruple A player. Oh, just to to
1: a degree that is embarrassing. And <laughs> I I've I have, I moved my Greg Bird
3: bobblehead into the other room, or I would put him, I would put him on camera right Listen, now. I I. The quintessential quadruple A guy. I miss him every day. Oh, every day. But he is living every his best day. life in Australia. He's living his best life in Australia. He is. I just saw a picture. I saw amazing. a picture that he posted on his story, uh, a couple weeks ago of him holding some some tiny animal. He, in Australia because that's yeah, where he, he is now. And I, he, I, he's I, just I, like I hit, on the beach. I, I hit his DMs and I said, "Is that a capybara?" <sighs> And he, he hasn't answered my DM. He uh, he ignored my DM once about five or six years ago when I DM'd him asking about his cat. Um oh, Mr. So Delicious. even though he's in even though he's in Australia, he's carrying on the tradition of uh, hitting dingers and ignoring my DMs. So <laughs> Look, you know, living a, his best a, life over there. <laughs> yeah, it's a formula that worked for him, apparently. <laughs>
4: Yes. Also, speaking of Greg Bird random Rockies, I actually don't think I saw a Greg Bird piece of memorabilia or signage. But yeah,
0: did he did he play in the majors with the Rockies or was he just he like did, actually. I think he in was just a,
3: uh, I think he was a you know, he's the, the, the king of spring training always has been. But.
0: Yeah. I've not previously really, I, I just grabbed, as you were talking about bobbleheads, the closest bobblehead that was within reach for me, which is this Carlos Carrasco, which has this lovely cookie on it as the base of the magic. Oh, that, that is cookie. Oh, that's
3: so fantastic. great. Um,
0: I, the, I, I got this from the Pot of Our Own uh, amazing. raffle a couple of years ago. So
1: I will say the Greg Bird one, I'm almost tempted to get up and get it, but I'm too lazy. The Greg Bird one is my favorite bobblehead because he's riding an eagle.
4: So oh my Greg God! He does is that a thing he it's, does
1: outside of baseball? I I I'm going to say yes because I think it's delightful. Yeah. Okay. So it's just it's just like Greg Bird, riding an it? eagle, like bat in hand, like ready to go, and it is I love the funniest, I most it. minor league thing I've ever seen in my life. I, I want to say it was from you know, Trenton. In, in you know order like that, to make I that don't happen. have a
2: bobblehead in here right now, but I do have a Sporty Spice prayer candle.
0: Oh, Ooh, that is spectacular. Is oh,
3: fantastic.
0: Yeah. I'll see. Love to see her. I
4: didn't know we were doing show and tell.
3: <laughs>
4: I have my whole, my whole shelf
3: of bobbleheads.
0: inspired. <laughs> Where were we? We, had <laughs> we were, by we were talking about the bobbleheads. We were. We were talking we were about talking about we the bobbleheads. Ta- we were
3: specifically talking about Greg Bird, but more bobbleheads in general.
0: Yeah. Uh, this this Cookie Carrasco one says, and I'd, I'd like to examine this a little bit further because I had not noticed this before. Um, it says New York Mets Cookie Club on it.
3: I didn't know that was a thing. Is that uh, a thing?
0: Not, uh, neither did I until this moment. Um, who would you like to be in your cookie club for baseball?
3: The uh,
4: Cookie I mean,
3: Monster?
1: We, we need to oh. define what that is. <laughs> like... I mean, it's just like a Phil Hughes Cookie Club situation, or
0: I don't know. <laughs> Make your own Cookie Club adventure. You know
4: what? I guess if I had a cookie, what club, are the terms? Uh, If I had a cookie club, it would be uh, I'm not making anything. It's going to be like a swap. Like, a, ooh, I tried this. Try one. That's what I. That's how I would do a club. If we're just going to like, cook. like an experimental baking
3: cookie club. A what? Like an experimental baking cookie Ooh. club where you just try cookie recipes. I don't fun. know. Is yeah. that kind of what so you that's were definitely getting at? not
4: Because I don't want to make anything. I don't oh. have the time. Okay. <laughs> I simply can't. I couldn't even I don't even want to think about baking cookies right now.
0: So you're in the cookie <laughs> eating yes. club. Yeah, I'm
4: consuming. I'm a consumer. Okay. So so other people would bring cookies to you. It's a swap kind of situation. Like I'm gonna go to the grocery store, I'm gonna find a bomb ass flavor. And then maybe it's more, it's kind of like a book club where I'm going to pick out a flavor. Everyone's going to try it. And we're all going to talk about how we feel this week at
0: cookie club. We're just going to
4: talk about whatever flavor, the flavor of the month
0: is. Yeah. We're talking about the latest, the latest uh, Oreo monstrosity crime against, you know, I'm not
3: really a fan of Oreos. I don't think that would be my pick for flavor of the month. See, this is the thing. The original Oreos
1: I think are, are pretty unimpeachable. As a snack sure. food, but they they need to they need to like stay in their lane a little bit because some They've of these like the shark a little bit, yeah. They have some of these like special edition blah 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 flavors are just why are you doing this? They're just mm. concerning.
0: Why is there an Oreo City Connect?
4: There's what? Is what? there?
0: <laughs> There's not. I know that's oh.
4: <laughs> a joke. <laughs> I hate that. Thank you. Hated that.
0: Sorry. Oh god. Oh, that, that did not land.
1: It was funny, though. <laughs> it actually
2: just makes me sad since the Nationals are getting rid of the only good City Connect that's ever been made. I
3: didn't know were- I'm well, very bad. The Yankees bound. haven't even had one. The Yankees <laughs> refused to do one. They're like, oh, at at least you had, you. at least you had the
4: experience. I didn't there. know you were allowed to just get rid of them honestly, I'm ready. Uh, I think the Rocky City Connect is cool, but in the process of getting the City Connect, the Rockies got rid of the black vests, and that bums me out because those are dope oh. as hell. So mm-hmm. honestly, City uh, Connect has been fun, it, but, but I would rather have the black vests back.
1: I have a controversial take on that, which is that I, the black vests for the Rockies I think are spectacular, and I think especially because they do sort of tie back to a very specific era and certain players and stuff in a fun way. There is basically no other black jersey in professional baseball. Almost professional, like big four kind of sports writ large that I think is worth anything. They're all a waste. Why are you doing this? Unless you're literally like the White Sox and that is one of your primary colors. What are you doing? Why are you doing
2: that? The White Sox actually have a black vest jersey. They just never wear it anymore, but it was really big. I think it was like late eighties, early nineties.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Ugliest Amazing. black vests, but I wish they would. Come are you talking about the
0: the black pinstripe vest, like Frank yeah. Thomas era kind? Yeah, yeah. that was. Uh... The problem with all of the vests, and I can't believe that they had this right in the nineteen sixties. And specifically, Ted Klazowski had it right in the nineteen sixties. Is why are we fucking with sleeves underneath? Let's.
3: So Sleeves you agree, Jesse? You you agree that baseball jerseys should be sleeveless?
0: Yeah.
4: But what if their arms get cold? Let's yeah, see those you guns, know, boys. Like I worry. Listen, their body, their choice. Their I, body, well, their but, choice. What are we doing here?
3: I agree, <laughs> sure,
0: <laughs> of course.
3: But at the same time, there should be an option. The sleeveless option should exist for more you, than just the occasional turn ahead the clock night. Because I'm look, I'm just saying
1: uh, the Luke Voits and Dan Douglas of the world deserve to be able to wear a sleeveless jersey if they want to.
0: If Jock there... Peterson wants to have, you know <laughs> a, we go. a complete v neck just the Jlo <laughs> Grammys dress.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Why are we standing in the way of this as a society?
3: Agreed. I'm all for more creative freedom. In baseball jerseys and in individual players and how they how they choose to wear their baseball jerseys again freedom of choice. Uh, If they want to, you know, like you said, go for the deep V. We should we should support that decision.
0: Mm -hmm. And I do
3: think that the the... like Chris Sale, we should go with that decision. There we go. I do think that
1: the the success of the Phillies Uh, does indicate that there is something to be said for just. Being as slutty as possible, being a performance mm-hmm. enhancer. So, I mean, I feel like more teams should embrace that. What's the worst that could happen?
0: You know, it's such a game where you have to stay out of your own way mentally. And what better way to do that than assembling teams full of the biggest brainless himbos you possibly can find? And that's what the Phillies have done, and it's gotten them to the World Series back to back Honestly, years.
4: Honestly, is there right? Like, what, like, is look. there a better time in history to be a himbo? Let's discuss. Absolutely not. Absolutely <laughs> not. I agree. This is we are
1: we are living in the himbo Renaissance, or, or
0: yeah. naissance, I mean, as
1: it ha- maybe. I don't know if we're raying yet.
0: The the himbo king is on his way to the Super Bowl.
3: Look at that.
4: Man, good for him.
0: Um, good
3: for the him. other Himbo him. King has been nominated for a for a, an Academy Award. I was about to
2: say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. King yeah. King is going to get an Oscar. Fingers crossed. Yeah, he did win yeah. like for his
3: song which was funny because he was stunned like right. I love it. That's amazing. I, I I loved Ryan Gosling in that movie specifically because his performance was such a callback to his Mickey Mouse Club era. Yes, um, I feel like him being on a musical sh- show with Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera way in, about thir- like thirty years ago, right? Trained him well for playing Ken in two thousand
4: twenty three. It was the role he was born to play. Um, I think, which is crazy because he's getting some yeah, really good stuff. Yeah. But he was born to be Ken. He was born
3: to play this role and his training for this role started on the Mickey Mouse Club. <laughs> As
1: thing it does that, for all
0: the greats.
3: Yeah. The thing that I think is
1: really to Here the key I'm thinking the,
0: specifically of Brittany.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the, the Ryan Gosling-Ken experience, I think, is a perfect example of, like, don't take yourself too seriously because he committed so hard to being Ken. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's Ken. It, it, the whole—I mean, there's a reason that it's like he's she's Barbie, just, he's just Ken. He's just Ken. He's just Ken. There's nothing there, um, he, and he—he he committed so hard.
2: He did it in like a good way, though, because if you think Austin Butler tried to commit so hard to being Elvis, and it was just a laughing stock, yeah. and obviously no awards for Elvis.
1: I also just saw a headline that Austin Butler hired a dialect coach to help him to get help rid D of
4: Elvis. <laughs> to help him D Elvis to help D Elvis. No, embarrassing. Bloody. Honestly, Vanessa Hudgens, Bloody. Vanessa Hudgens, a baseball wife, dodged a bullet with Austin. Oh my yeah. goodness! Yep.
0: Wait, who is Vanessa Hudgens? Cole
4: Tucker, to? former Rocky. This Cole is Tucker, hello.
1: Thing. This is. This is my favorite fact, because if all you right. don't know, you would never in a million years guess. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you just told somebody who had no idea, like, hey, if I told you Vanessa Hudgens was uh, married to a baseball player, who do you think it would be? You I, you could guess all day, I think. I'd never even get in the vicinity of Cole Tucker.
2: What's super fun is when he used to play for minor league Indianapolis Indians, she would occasionally be at the games up in the suites. And I was like, hey... There's a celebrity, like, 100 feet above me right
4: now.
0: That's, That's fun. fun. So she was the Taylor Swift of Indianapolis. She <laughs> was. Minor league AAA baseball. Could
4: oh, have been the uh, Taylor Swift of <sighs> Denver. But the Rockies kept sending Cole Tucker back down to the minors before they would ever get back to Colorado and it happened like a few times over the course of the season. And now he's gone. We, we stumbled the bag over here and I'm, I'm never going to get over it.
0: The Rockies could not deal with having a, a Taylor Swift. Um, or uh, among them, like I feel like the organization is ill-equipped for I mean, Attention. listen,
4: they couldn't even handle Vanessa Hudgens. Yeah, no, of course they can't handle Taylor Swift right now. <laughs> they would need to like, hire another person just to make sure everything's okay for Taylor. Oh.
0: They've got a lot of problems to address before that. Um, I, backtracking for just a second, I, I wanted to bring up this thought, and I don't have the answer for it, and I'm hoping that you guys can help. Um Adrian Beltray, Joe Mauer, Todd Helton all make the Hall of Fame.
4: Mm-hmm. Um
0: which one of those guys is the is the himbo of the Hall of Fame class of 2024?
1: Oh, Joe Mauer. Oh. oh, see, I was going to say Todd Helton.
4: Really? Yeah, yeah. I was going <laughs> <laughs> there to say Beltray. Conflicting opinions. classic himbo archetype, you know. Right. I just I think
3: I think that uh, Maurer kind of has that corn fed aura that sometimes gets confused gets conflated with himbo. Yeah, but I don't know him. I don't know if he's a himbo. I, I, he just kind of has the vibe.
1: It's hard for catchers to be himbos, like broadly speaking, because they have to be like a little too nerdy.
0: And yeah, you have to at least Hall be of too fame aware catcher, Mike of what's Piazza.
3: going on around them. Right. 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 That, they, that, they that awareness. Be, they have to be too situationally and spatially aware. Yeah. Right. Right.
1: But yeah, but Mike Piazza. And also Adley Ratchman. Adley is 1000 percent of him, though. So. Oh,
3: that's what I'm wearing oh.
0: today. So Adley. Maybe there's there's like it could be like a himbo uncanny valley. Like you can be like. <laughs> You can't be like an okay catcher and a himbo. You've got to Maybe clear that Leland. gap. Maybe it is Ooh. Jim
3: Leland. Maybe he's the dark horse himbo. Chain-smoking,
1: crotchety
0: himbo. Get, uh, wow. who,
3: says, who says you can't be a chain-smoking, crotchety himbo?
0: You're going to have to look at j- pictures of Jim Leland in his younger days and... Um, Yeah, he looked like he was 57 years old when he was, like, 35. (laughs) He was, like, one of the younger managers in the majors at first, and he still looked like... And he uh, still
3: looked like a 57-year-old chain smoker.
0: He hasn't fucking aged. The dude no, smokes the Reds incessantly it's, and has managed to not age.
3: It's, it's the Patrick on. Stewart phenomenon, right? Where you right. You, you start out <laughs> old and you just don't get older,
1: right? Because I don't think Patrick Stewart has aged since Next Generation. Since, like the, the right, majority since, like, the of like the my entire
3: 80s. life. Yeah, I wasn't born when Patrick Stewart was old. And I'm 32, and now he's not any older than he was the day I was born. No,
1: just like still old in a sort of ambiguous way.
3: Right, so maybe Jim Leland's just that kind of guy.
4: So maybe he's Patrick Stewart and
3: a himbo.
0: Well, Patrick Stewart is. Patrick Stewart definitely is. Like A himbo? Like... He should have been Bond at some point, as far as I'm concerned.
3: I mean, fair, but does that make him a himbo?
0: No, I think, no. Is I, that
3: where we're going with this? Did I, I lose plot somewhere? He's, he's That's a well, hard
1: no. That's a hard no.
0: Yeah, no, he's got too much going on upstairs. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's brilliant. He's pure of heart, but not dumb of ass. Correct.
4: But to bring it back to Helton and Mauer, both of them, I think, could fit into like a himbo-adjacent category, because they are... Both football yeah. players as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Like a, they're like a himbo rising situation. Yeah, no, it's like fun, not that's quite fair. All the way it's there.
4: Just himbo rising, <laughs> maybe a himbo moon.
3: <laughs> right. It's like they they could they both could have been Travis Kelsey yeah. in another life.
1: Right. Could
0: have. <laughs> uh, uh, thank you for bringing me back onto the track there of thinking Patrick Stewart. That you know, just. Uh, <laughs> that could not be um, I think Beltre Especially with like the the That very special idiosyncrasy Of don't touch my head mm. Feels that, very That is still um,
1: very funny
0: I could picture a Rob Gronkowski Having some kind of thing like that Like Squeals whenever you touch his belly button
3: So the Pillsbury Doughboy
0: <laughs> Yes I think Gronk is quite possibly the Pillsbury Doughboy, but with mm-hmm. muscles.
4: You know what I love. I love that you really can't define what a himbo is. You just know it when you see it. It's just it. It it is what it is. Like if you see, yeah, exactly.
3: It's like uh, how the the Supreme Court said about uh, about or uh, pornography
4: or whatever it was.
3: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. <laughs> You can't I define wasn't it. I don't know. No, you know it when think, you see it. That wasn't I the
0: exact you quote. Can but you know what define, I'm talking about. Um, the other one.
4: I don't know. I'm a lady, so please. What are we doing here? <laughs> Be respectful. It's not like I brought it up or anything.
0: I think <laughs> it, there. T- it's easily defined. Um... Yeah. I am at this moment reminded of why I usually record this um, in a place away from my children because one of them is somehow still awake and at this moment when this is the topic of conversation, standing five feet away from me when she should be in bed.
3: So the timing
0: could not possibly be worse. Oh, boy.
4: Like book ten and eight. That's <laughs> oh, the older one. God.
0: <laughs> but also, um, just mentioning people dating is enough to like. It's it's that stage of like enough mm-hmm. to be just such embarrassment and blush that like if I said the word blowjob in front of her. Um, now that she has retreated away from here, um, yeah, <laughs> she fled. It would have been. Would have been everything My over. My
4: bad. That's on me. Oh <laughs> boy.
0: <laughs> no, it's on me for continuing to uh, for immediately pouncing on. Yes, there is a definition for that. Um, <laughs> oh my god! So, yeah what what is the Todd Helton himbo case?
4: Oh, literally, that he he just played football. That's it. <laughs> and, yeah, and I also up. think from
1: as someone who watched tom helton todd helton like from an opposing divisional opponent or whatever for a long time he was always sort of harmless in like a fairly charming way like i hate like you didn't want to see him come up because he was liable to hit a ball 500 feet but it was like i never had any real animus towards him because he just like seemed like a nice guy like just very sort of
4: Nice guy, and you know what? Also, incredible head of hair. Still yeah. to this day, incredible head great of hair. Great hair. It is crazy. That in itself, himbo material. Himbo rising. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's fair.
0: Very true. The part that hair plays in himbodom. That's a great observation. And and yeah. yeah, um.
3: Another reason why Patrick Stewart could not be a himbo.
0: There you Mm -hmm. go. Another reason... Another notch in the Joe Maurer uh, case is his... Did he have... Was he in Head and Shoulders commercials, too? Oh, was he? Was he? Am I Mandela affecting Joe Maurer shampoo commercials?
1: I mean, you said that, and I was like, yeah, of course. And then I was like,
4: wait. He was! Oh, my gosh. I I don't remember these, uh, because... From before there you go. I was yes, born, he was. But I looked it up. He wasn't head and shoulders commercials. Okay, yes, because I do
1: remember the one of the women like touching his hair and him looking like vaguely uncomfortable about it. I would be uncomfortable too. Right,
0: so that's
4: yeah, <laughs> yeah it's that's a awkward. super awkward.
2: That reminds me of the other good NFL himbo, Troy Polamalu, back when he was doing his head and shoulders commercials. Those beautiful. still
4: yeah, is. Sorry, those are eerie, Troy. Right?
1: so good I also have to say the thing that I was always impressed (laughs) have always been impressed by is that like when my hair gets like below my shoulder I don't want to do anything remotely like exerting without having it like tied up or pulled back and like out Mm -hmm. of the way and this man like a full-ass football game like just not a care in the world that I was I'm just like I would
4: die I would die Yeah, same. Actually, same. I feel like that about
1: the guys who have like really impressive braids and stuff too. And I'm like, you wear a helmet on top of that and it does not Mm -hmm. drive you crazy. You You were committed in a way I could never.
4: Also, like I feel like when you change your hairstyle too, whether it's like up, down, braids, like I know every time like I get different hair extensions, like my head is a different size. Like I have to wear... Different. (laughs) Totally.
1: Totally. Yeah. Like it's a much, it's a much narrower um, window before the difference starts to be noticeable than you expect Mm -hmm. it to be.
0: (laughs) That is something that I've not considered. I already wear a very large hat and I'm growing out my hair for the first time in forever. How big is my head going to be?
3: I do think it'll, it takes it, it takes a lot of growing out to significantly affect your your hat size so unless you're planning something really drastic jesse like how long are we talking
0: i don't know i i shaved it all the way down like during covid like during peak covid uh-huh. Because uh, couldn't go to the barbershop. So it was just like I bought a, a razor and just did the whole dang head, uh, face, head, all the same uh, length of, like, the number one trimmer. Um, last time I had it, like, really out-out was, um, was high school. And, um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, I looked then like a, a 45-year-old middle-aged woman from Long Island. So, uh, <laughs> you know. Now that I'm trending in that direction, I'm gonna be forty-three. I'm you know, in Queens. So, yeah, we'll see how it all goes. Praying for you. Joe Maurer. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Mauer. Also a quarterback. All right. Did we did we get through all three guys of the of their Himbo? Bonafides. I I'm sorry to say that I was distracted in that for reasons that you guys we saw. Briefly as...
3: touched on Beltre. Okay. We briefly touched on Beltre in his "Don't touch my head." Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I feel like the "Don't
1: touch also, my head" thing
3: kind of goes two two ways,
1: though, because I think I think you're right in that the like Rob Rogawski, uh, Pillsbury Doughboy situation mm-hmm. would hypothetically feel very uh himbo, but I feel like the like "Don't touch me" part of it is sort of Anti very diva, you know. Very diva, yeah. Mm. Like he seems like a good dude, but like, yeah, it's very like sort of uh, philosophically kind of the the polar opposite of the. You're right. Blissfully no, so unaware himbo. Here,
0: here's another moment on that himbo diva cusp: is the on deck circle thing with the umpire when he got himself thrown out of the game because he was. Dragging the on deck circle, like the umpire okay, was like, get back in the on deck circle. That hilarious. was fabulous. Oh yeah,
3: hilarious. Definitely
1: One not of the himbo greatest behavior, moments
0: though. in baseball history.
3: No, I don't yeah. think that's that's himbo at all. I think that's yeah. I think that's righteous, and I think that that's not all diva behavior is bad behavior. I think there's
1: a there's an, a, a right again there's a there's a level of awareness of like exactly what's exactly. going on and like what the stakes are and whatever that yeah is.
0: I don't know. I think the I'm going to move this giant mat twenty feet, dragging it. I think that that part is like the action required to pull it off. I feel like is pretty himbo in that it's like. A dumb stunt of the level of, um, I am going to put a swimming pool in the back of my pickup truck.
3: I think that if he were doing it for laughs, it would be a himbo move. 100%. I think that if he were simply doing it to entertain us, it's a himbo move.
1: Yes, because if it's purely for entertainment, then it becomes like the Orioles and their, uh... Homer hose, dong bong, whatever they're calling it today. Yeah. Um, then it, it becomes that variety of shenanigan. Then it's the fact that he was he was doing it with a certain like. There's a certain fuck you to it, right? That it's like it's very um. intentionally like directed at the umpire in a very yeah. not himbo way. That's a way.
3: specific targeted statement that is not particularly himbo. Right,
1: if it's Pete Alonso and they and the umpire looks at him and goes, "You have to get in the on deck circle," and he just genuinely innocently looks at the umpire and goes, "Okay," and drags the on deck circle. That's that immo behavior.
3: Yep.
0: Yeah. I, again, I guess uh, Beltre's problem here is not dumb enough of ass as correct. Uh, hmm. So I'm so glad that you've given us this uh, this terminology, Brett. To, to terminology. <laughs> I, I list, can't, uh, can't
1: take credit for that one, but it is is—it
0: uh, is it's the, a tremendous the, field guide to, to figuring out what we're dealing with in any exactly. given situation. Right. Um, we also have um, Bryce Harper is on my topics list. And it's well, just, before ooh, it's we move out. off the hall Crystal of fame, the, okay.
3: Well, before we move off the hall of fame topic, mm-hmm. I need to go on my Gary Sheffield rant. Will you allow me to go oh, on yes. my Gary oh, Sheffield oh, yes. rant?
0: Yes, yes, yes. We, yeah, we talked about, <laughs> talk about who got in, we did not talk did about, not talk didn't about who in.
3: didn't get in, and mm-hmm. I have kind of such a bone to pick with this because it's it's a trend that's been happening for 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 years and i'm not gonna say oh the hall of fame used to be this and now it's this because it's always kind of been you know whoever the writers feel like putting in they put in whoever they like whoever they can come up with a story about how why they deserve to be in they'll put in but as we've started getting more into at least trying to justify selections with statistics right um it becomes more unforgivable to me that we keep having these instances of the people who are kind of supposed to be the stewards of the game in a way just doing stupid shit because they don't like somebody and I feel like with mm-hmm. Sheffield, much like, you know, I don't, don't think Kevin Brown was as good a Hall of Fame case as Gary Sheffield was. I, I have to look at his stats again. But you look at a guy with a 140 career OPS, with an almost 400 mm-hmm. career on base percentage, who was mm-hmm. one of the most feared hitters wherever he played. And I know he played for a million teams throughout one of the heaviest offensive eras of baseball that there ever was. And you say, yeah, he was kind of an asshole, so I don't want to vote for him. He was in the room with a steroid once, so I don't want to vote for him. <laughs> I have a problem with that. And I have a problem with it because I think that the bad rap that Gary Sheffield got as was just because he wasn't... I don't know, appropriately deferential to reporters. He said what was on his mind in a way that rubbed people the wrong way. You know, I've been through his Wikipedia page. There are a lot of people that we think of as great baseball players who are in the Hall of Fame (laughs) who did a lot worse shit than Gary Sheffield. Right. And so I have a problem with imputing a kind of Oh, he was a steroid guy. Oh, he was—he was this. He was that. To discredit a 22-year career that was, by all accounts, one of the greatest—one of, of the greatest careers that we saw throughout the 90s and 2000s. Um, so I—I I kind of this is kind of in the same vein as I have about you know the the writers voting David Ortiz in on the first ballot and continuing to not give A Rod his due. It's in a similar, not yeah. quite the same vein.
0: Oh, it's exactly the same. It is. Like, okay. It's an even better, like it's an even better comparison. Like David Ortiz to Gary Sheffield is a much better comparison than David Ortiz to A Rod. A Rod is a million times better than both of them. Well, like, right.
3: What I'm, that, but what I'm saying is that David Ortiz tested and, positive for steroids.
0: Yes, yes. Ortiz. And tested everybody positive. conveniently Sheffield was in the room Sheffield, with Barry Bonds.
3: Sheffield never did, to my knowledge. Right. Was he a Mitchell report? He was he named in the Mitchell report? I don't
0: think so. He was named with like the cream and the clear stuff. Okay, he was like in. But, he was in so, Game of Shadows.
3: Got it. Okay, but David Ortiz, right? He tests positive for steroids, and people manage to forget about it and vote him in on the first ballot because he they like him. And listen, I like I'm. Right. I mean, I'm a Yankee fan. I liked it, but I like David Ortiz too. He seems like mm-hmm. an affable guy. There's nothing wrong with David Ortiz, but he did steroids. And I know that, you know, yeah. if you put this on the internet, people are going to at me and call me all kinds of shit. But, you know, fundamentally, if you your line
1: in the stand, at least be intellectually right. consistent. Be
3: intellectually that. consistent. Like, <laughs> and and like. I know we kind of we got on this topic because of Sheffield, and I have a lot of feelings about this, but- since I brought up the A-Rod comparator, you have one of the, who, yes, A-Rod did steroids, like David Ortiz did steroids. A-Rod's one of the greatest baseball players of all time. David Ortiz is quite good, but not that good. And one gets in on the first ballot, and one's probably never going to get in. Because the writers decided, you know, I like this guy, and I don't like
4: this guy. What's, what's, what's the line here? So it's literally just, I think you like know. or not like, it's a personality. It's a yeah. it's a popularity yeah. contest. We have to remember, right? Well, yeah. yeah, of course it's
3: a it's a popularity contest, but it bothers me. And you know, not to get too into the weeds with it, but Gary Sheffield, I I think was very was hurt in his candidacy by being an outspoken black man mm-hmm. in. A sport with a lot of white reporters who maybe subconsciously or maybe consciously expected a kind of deference from him that Gary Sheffield didn't give. And I remember back in the day with the whole scandal with, oh, he did this interview when he called Joe Tory racist. Do you guys remember that? Mm hmm. The things that he said were not so, were not really out of line. But the way that they were interpreted were through the lens of he's not supposed to say anything. That's
4: a good point. He's not supposed to make any observations. That is a good point because right. voters do be pretty old and pretty white. A lot of them. Almost all of them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, you can find a parallel there with Albert Bell, whose crimes, who you know, had legitimate crimes as well, um, but like (laughs) also very similar, not quite as good a player, but like he was off the ballot in a hurry Mm -hmm. for the same, you know, same kind of shit, same kind of shit. And Sheffield like got this reputation early in his career in Milwaukee that like he didn't play hard and that followed him. But like, to me, that's a dude who you has folklore about him. But you can't like, that's a dude who, put up the
3: stats that Gary – You can't have no, a career without, that Gary Sheffield had not. without playing hard. Of
0: course without not. Without having a
3: but work the, ethic. He, it's, it's not possible.
0: But the narrative. But to me, more than that, like what overcomes that is that like he's a dude and to me these are the dudes who belong in the Hall of Fame where it's like, man, you remember Gary Sheffield? That guy could hit a fucking ball that would put a hole through your chest. Uh, yeah, like, right,
3: because he had the stats and he had the lore. Yeah. Not everybody who has the lore right. has the stats. El Duque had the lore, but he doesn't have the stats. I'm not saying El Duque should be a Hall of Famer.
0: because he absolutely everybody, should.
3: Because everybody, <laughs> every kid in the 90s imitated his his pitching windup. Uh, but, you know, when I'm 12 years old and I'm out in the backyard playing baseball, I'm wiggling my bat like Gary Sheffield. Mm-hmm. And you're absolutely right, the- Jesse. That's the that's the thing that that he he has kind of that 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 the lore, the, you know, he's gonna hit the hardest ball you ever see because there was no, you know, exit velocity back then. I know I sound like I'm a hundred years old and talking like a <laughs> <more>. <laughs> um, Back in my day there was no exit velocity. but you know what I mean. I I I just I have a lot I, I just have a lot of feelings, is what I'm saying.
4: It's good to have
0: feelings.
1: The, your your comment about the lore, though, I think is really, really interesting and appropriate. We were kind of talking about this not that long ago. That like, if the Hall of Fame's job or purpose is to tell the story of baseball, then there are some players, particularly players that are going to have. Are you know are are looking at candidacy candidacy sort of right around now? We're going to be coming up in the next little bit here. There are going to be players that are you're going to have to let in if you want to actually represent an entire generation of players that are not going to have the hard numbers that guys from the generation before had, particularly when you're looking at starting pitchers because they just. They don't make them like they used to, you know, like, nobody they don't throw stir- the innings anymore. They don't, right. play, no, they don't, the, right. No, they don't throw the innings anymore. Everybody's throwing their, everybody throws hundred miles an hour. So they're blowing their arm out 14 times. Like, they're just not going to hit the same kind of numbers that have been sort of the traditional, like the marker. Right. Um, but you can't leave all of those players out and still actually be representing the sport. You've got to you've got to adjust at a certain point.
0: Yeah. Yeah, oh, no, I absolutely
3: do. agree. Um, that you, you know, you have to adjust to the era, you have to adjust to comparators from your own era as opposed to what's the baseline for a hall of famer? How many strikeouts, how many wins? That's right. the baseline for a Hall of Famer. Um, and, you know, I right. think because
1: that... Otherwise, the- otherwise, you're looking at an entire generation of of pitchers who you're going to have three guys or whatever at best. And you're going to not include so many people that if you were watching the games when they were playing, they were the ones that mm-hmm. were appointment television or they were the ones that you were like, oh, I've got to... When you saw that they were the ones on the on the card that day when you were like, oh, I've got tickets tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Who's who's pitching? Right. There were were certain names that you were like, oh, heck yeah, that's the guy I want to see. Or like, that's the guy that you're trying to count out the rotation before you decide what game you're going to go to that weekend Mm -hmm. to like try and figure out which night you should go or whatever. You can't just not have all of that group in the Hall of Fame if it's supposed to be representing the sport.
2: Meanwhile, you have people still putting Omar Basquel in their ballots to vote for.
3: Like, what?
2: <laughs> Just. He wasn't even was... good when he was playing. And he's even, he's even worse as a human. I, I will never understand why anyone has ever wanted to put him on a ballot, ever. I feel like he was,
1: a, he was a fringe candidate, like, to begin with. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And then we have found out a whole bunch of stuff in the interim <laughs> that I sure yeah. would have hoped had, like, pushed him over the line for some people. I,
2: I, I agree. have had to read so many, like, horrific details of everything he's done because I've had to write on him multiple times because I'm apparently the, like, go-to, hey, let's just write everything traumatic about this player yeah. in an article. And you write it, Crystal. Um, so I've had to read so many horrific things that he did. And every single time I see someone check his name, I just die a little inside. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I. That's something. I. This would have been the year that I got a vote had I stayed uh, in the Baseball Writers Association. Um, came up a couple years short of that. And I'm kind of glad that I did because I would not have enjoyed Agonize. Like I had enough agita over the fake ballots when I was at the sporting news of like, yeah, let's, uh, you know, who would you put in if you were doing it this year? I don't know how you would ever get to Omar Vizquel as a hall of fame candidate, but it feels like there's some people out there. And I think that you see this in like, I don't follow the ballot trackers as closely as I used to, but I do know that this year, the public private split like there were a lot of people out there who voted for Omar Vizquel and didn't want their name attached mm-hmm. to it, and sometimes it's and that, that kind of shit. Crazy. That's the point for people, like, I just think that all that like, should be rally public. around it. Yeah,
1: right. That's that's just the make Yeah, me crazy. they
0: should. If you,
1: if you don't people, want to put your name on it, what are you doing?
0: And, put your name and on it.
4: should. You know, you shouldn't do it, this. Yeah.
0: Here's something, you know, there's there's multiple institutions here that I don't love in the BBWA and the Hall. The writers actually pushed for universal like, public, ballots. Open public yep. ballots, and the Hall was who shot that down. The Hall insisted that it remain a, a private, you know, if... if Voters wanted their ballots to remain private.
4: I feel like this bugged me so much this voting cycle. First of all, I've always had a rule like this is like something they taught us in school. Like, if you believe in something, but you don't want to attach your name to it, you probably don't believe in it that much. So I just think, like, if you're gonna, Mm -hmm. like, if you got shit to say, you gotta say it to someone's face. Um that being said, really? I wish I just wish all of the ballots were public. I I think we should know yeah. and we saw this so much. I was very <laughs> heavily tracking Todd Helton's uh you know votes all throughout this voting cycle and there was one reporter who was like well I was transparent like look at how transparent I am don't I get points for transparency I'm like well no because you're also half-assing this transparency like you left someone off your ballot (laughs) for last year and you're not explaining why so I just think that maybe people need to be reminded what actual transparency is and uh, you know I call me crazy but I think that matters in journalism thank you for coming to my soapbox thank you I,
0: think I agree I'm transparency, to but all men putting in the work.
2: Huh?
0: Just And I, what, what did you say? Oh,
2: I didn't I say anything. Whoa, shut up. I said it's time to not let men vote anymore.
1: Oh. Yeah, just shut the whole thing down until we understand what's going on over there.
4: Mm. <laughs> yeah, I also think um, it's one of those
1: things where if somebody is really that concerned about like the blowback they're going to get on the internet or whatever for their ballot, then sweetie nobody's making
3: you vote and the the thing i've seen with with these hall of fame ballots that they where they do post their ballots on twitter is if you have even like 65 percent rational explanations for your votes people don't bully you right it's the people who clearly It's, it's the people who clearly put no thought or have no, no logical compass for why they vote the way they do. They're, they're the ones that get bullied. But if you have even right. like a, a, a half rational explanation for why you vote the way you do, it's not that serious that people are going to bully you if you've put thought into it. I mean, somebody yeah. might bully you, but by and large, people will leave you alone if you've shown that you've made a good faith effort to do it right.
0: If you are a baseball writer, that will be the thing that you, it, like, if you can't take the bullying for that, right? how are you going to deal with it during the actual season when it's... I, I don't get That's it. That's
1: a good point. Right. There's no way you haven't been dragged for way more over the entire mm-hmm. season up until that point.
2: Like I've been bullied endlessly by former MLB <laughs> players. If they can't take the heat, then they are hey. little tiny baby bitches. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it's speaking of which i saw aubrey huff is back on the internet oh, oh is God. he
3: oh good for him was
0: be an extra well, no, didn't
3: he 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 got back on the internet after he deleted his account for being outed for dming a cam girl while he was married
0: yeah did, was i saw
3: prior he, he's such a hot mess i can't even keep track at this point
0: his gross ass appeared on my feed this morning. I don't I know like, who it was oh, that he dm but
3: he, he put some gross DM in some in some some uh, somebody, young woman's yeah. DMs. He's like
0: a like a trad wife influencer kind of maybe
3: yeah,
1: Trad wife maybe.
0: adjacent.
3: I just
1: really enjoy the fact that he is uh I'm never gonna have to be in the same physical space as him because he is so absolutely persona non grata with the giants that he is not invited to anything yeah, ever, that- ever again, basically. So I can just enjoy for for decades to come whatever whatever anniversaries and commemorations they choose to make. And I don't have to worry about that asshole showing up. I love that for you. Yeah. It was truly the least they could do uh, comparative to a lot of things. So I'm just glad that it's the choice they decided to make. And particularly because he started, the thing that really got him like, I don't know her, like <laughs> we don't talk about uh Bruno efied was when he started talking shit about Alyssa Nackett. Who,
0: mm-hmm.
1: who is is and was actively employed by the team. And they were like, mm, nope, that, that is amazing. She's fantastic. Everybody loves her. Um you know she kept her job even with a co- with a manager change, which is not always the case even for very good coaches. People want to bring in their own staff and whatever. Um mm-hmm. And yeah, so I appreciate the fact that they were like, "Yeah, no, we pay her. We don't pay you. You can fuck off. <laughs>
3: <laughs> You're not on our payroll anymore. We have no obligation to have you around." Right. Good for them. because they?
0: They could have easily not done that.
3: And a lot of they, I think a lot yeah. of teams.
1: wouldn't I can have.
0: think of a lot of teams that would. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They they absolutely could have left her hanging and just pretended also, the whole thing didn't happen.
0: Those- those teams would not have hired her in the first place.
1: That's also true.
0: So there is that.
1: Like I can think if you're going to make the choice to, if you're going to make a coaching hire like that, you have, as an organization, you have to go into it knowing like, you're going to get blowback from some assholes and you're going to have to be prepared to,
3: mm-hmm.
1: to address it and be like, okay, for, for our organizational integrity and like for her safety and stuff too, like we have to be prepared to, address this and and know how we're going to handle it and not just be like oh great. gosh i didn't expect this when it's like the most predictable thing ever all
0: right so before we get out of here let's turn it around on a much happier note uh and get back to bryce harper and <laughs> and you were very excited <laughs> to talk about him i don't have a segue here i just you know that we've we've got yeah. this agenda item of bryce harper
2: I entrusted everyone with my secret Bryce Harper dream because I just loved all of you. And now we're talking about the sex dream with Bryce Harper. I just thought like, hey, this means pitchers and catchers report soon. Baseball's back, baby. Like, that's why I thought maybe he was infiltrating my dreams. I didn't mean for it to get physical. I do not want to be physical
4: (laughs) with Bryce Harper personally. (laughs) Why not? (sighs)
2: Well, is he like? Uh, like
4: you know, he's also super married, so. which like yeah would be gross on everyone's mm. part. Yeah, Very
2: married.
0: If, not not in the theater of the imagination. It's not I'm
4: in <laughs> he's the not, of imagination. He's not
2: the baseball player I'd pick. <laughs> it's just he's not even on like that top ten list. So I don't really uh, understand why it was him, of all people, hmm. um, to join me on a magical dream journey. Um, but I'm just going to take it as baseballs back. I soon have to start writing about the White Sox, unfortunately. <laughs>
1: um, and yeah. I, I will say uh, I had a dream recently in the past like week or so where um, I was running around Disneyland with Adley Rutchman and we were either being chased by spies or he was a spy or both. Hmm. It was a very, very, like, Man From U.N.C.L.E. style, like, very, uh, very sort of 50s, 60s mod, just ridiculousness. I'm just like, one of those where you wake up and you're just like, what, what happened well, yeah. there? Like, what was that? But well, I'm watching. The somebody.
0: Oreo Bird. <laughs> the Oreo Bird in the Spy versus Spy suit from Mad yes. Magazine. <laughs>
1: I would watch that. I I would watch that. Could you could have it be, be the Oriole bird
4: beautiful. and Fred bird.
3: And Greg yes. bird.
1: Oh
0: my goodness. And Greg bird.
3: <laughs> <laughs> to bring us back go. to the beginning.
0: which should... birds <laughs> <Just a little laughs> circle. everywhere all around. This this has been an episode of Casual Die Hard that fulfilled the th- the 30 rock prophecy from Kenneth Parcell, uh Bird yes. Internet. Here we <laughs> <Yes>. go. <laughs> <Thanks>.
4: <laughs> For the record, guys, I just want to let you all know, I am always re-watching 30 Rock. It is maybe a problem, but I always appreciate a 30 Rock It's record. not a problem. It's no. not a yes. problem.
0: Well, if you have a problem, you can always get the problem solvers. <laughs>
4: oh. Yeah, Jen and Tracy, if you're really good at solving uh, problems. If you've <laughs> not
0: yet done so, and by the looks of things on iTunes and Spotify, you have not. Uh, give, us, uh, give us a rating and a review and a subscription and, and all that. We, we do, at the moment, have a five star rating on both of those platforms. Is that because there is one rating on both of those? And I may know the person who left both of those ratings. That not is for another time and not another place point. and another discussion. Not the point. In fact, uh, I would encourage all of the co-hosts of this show to go uh, also leave ratings on five stars. Five stars only. Uh, one ping and five stars. That is it for us. Uh, stay tuned for when CasualDieHard.com launches and stay tuned for future episodes. From us, uh, Crystal, Britt, Anna, Susie. Be Susie Hunter from the internet. That is your full name from now on. We love you all. Uh, that's it. Love you.